I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to the Johnny Massacre Show. This is the Tuesday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, I've been released from the YouTube gulag. Who's fucking with me? Give me a hell yeah! So, I'm going to tell you a little story. And this story is a warning about what could happen to you if things keep going the way that they're going regarding censorship. If you, like me, commit the heinous crime of wrong think, you too will be banned from social media. And when the social credit system is implemented, you'll also be banned from restaurants. You might even be banned from withdrawing a certain amount of money. You might be banned from travel because two of those things, the first and the last thing that I just mentioned, have already fucking happened and you have been acclimatized to that under the thin veil of coronavirus. So I was banned for literally saying, don't us tray the government gay. <laughs> now tell me another country where if you say, don't us tray the government gay, you will be thrown into some form of gulag, perhaps a more physical one. Dun, 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 Yes, it is China and North Korea. Now America is kind of copying their style. Criticize the government. You get in trouble. That's totalitarian. You can't have a contrary viewpoint. And it's not just me. There are elite scientists and epidemiologists who treat people with coronavirus on the front line who are also banned from YouTube. During my ban, someone else was banned. His name was Peter McCullough for his famous interview with Joe Rogan. So this is a warning because now it's me. But soon, it's going to be you. In my opinion, the left is radical and they operate like a cult. There's no limit to how much of a good cult member you can be. You can always be more woke. There, there are always more trans people you can put into women's sports to destroy their games still further. There's always more COVID restrictions you could implement to destroy people's lives and ruin kids' mental health. It just never ends. So right now, it's kind of fringe people like me, free thinkers who just say whatever the fuck they want. But soon, it's going to be people like you who speak common sense. They are going to come for you. They will come for you if you question men competing in women's sports, if you question businesses being locked down for the millionth time, if you criticize the government. Is this something you really want? So that's the warning. If they can do it to me, they can do it to you. If they can do it to the President of the United States of America, they definitely can do it to you. And in the digital gulag, I had a few random thoughts. I thought, I think Joe Rogan's going to be banned next. I really do. Because nobody thought they would have banned the President of the United States of America. So they could easily ban Rogan. And right now, Rogan, like Orange Hitler himself is not conforming. He's saying his opinion. He's being honest. 
And they hate that. The legacy media hate it. Mainstream media hate it. Big tech hate it. And the Biden administration hate it. So I think they're going to go after him next. And I won't be surprised when they do it. And I'm surprised they haven't done it already. Joe Rogan is on Spotify. They haven't set many precedents of bans. A lot of people who are banned on YouTube, like the aforementioned Peter McCullough, are still available to consume on Spotify. But I still think he's going to be banned there. I also think other people like Jordan B. Peterson will be banned. He is double vaccinated, but recently he came out and said in order for him to get a booster, they would have to do it over his dead body. So he's very much going against the narrative. And right now, in my opinion, I think the narrative is set by the highest bidder who can grease the palms of the government. And I think those people are very powerful and they don't want cultural juggernauts like Joe Rogan to have a say in these things. It's been good. It's been good, actually, being away from social media. I hardly looked at it, especially over Christmas. And occasionally I'll glance at it out of the corner of my eye and I'll read about five or six words and then I'll just start ignoring it, looking at people bickering away. And it also dawned on me in the gulag that the main tactic of those seeking to consolidate power and confuse and radicalize is tribalism. It was black versus white with the George Floyd and the BLM and stuff like that. And now the tribalism has evolved into vaccinated versus unvaccinated. And this is caused, in my opinion, by relentless propaganda of a like we have never seen before, facilitated by the incredible reach and power of big brother tech. And I think that's what they want. I think the political strategy of the mainstream media and big tech is to demonize and potentially enable themselves to cancel anyone who questions the narrative too much and scare other people into compliance to follow the narrative. And it's all I see is people fighting and bickering. But when I go out there onto Dem streets and talk to people, it's actually pretty good out there. Unfortunately, coronavirus has sped up this lean towards leftist, globalist, totalitarianism, where people don't get to go out. They don't get any nuance. They don't get any human interaction. They're just communicating and interacting all online through the filter of big tech, just looking at a bunch of words without any emotions or interaction. And that has made things worse. And couple that with the addiction of our smartphones, you throw that into the mix, people are just arguing, arguing, arguing. And so I realized that we have to be less tribal and we need to be more reasonable if things are ever going to get better. Some days I feel positive about it. Other days I feel negative about it. And it's it's like a yo-yo. It's very dynamic my my feelings about whether this is going to go away and we're actually going to be able to unite a bit more or whether things are going to worsen I'm still on the fence a bit with that but the point I want to make moving on from the dangers of censorship is the dangers of tribalization if you will it's not going to help anything And humans 
I think we've really seen this over the last couple of years, gravitate towards groups and tribes. I guess that's how we thrived as a species. If we weren't attracted to the group, I don't think we would have thrived as a species. We thrive because we collaborate and we work together. But the downside of that is you tend to adopt group think once you're in those communities. And once you're deeply in the group, you start to lose rationality and logic and you just start behaving the way that you're supposed to behave. And I'm seeing that now more than I've ever seen it in my entire life and it's really concerning. And I'm even seeing parts of myself acting like that in a very tribal way. So I realized that in the gulag, that I need to try to be less tribal and just focus on reality and focus on truth. Because truth is extremely powerful, right? That's why aforementioned Joe Rogan is so popular, because he tells the truth and he certainly doesn't lie. Anything that is incorrect, it's just because he's incorrect not because of any deceit so people like that and I want to be a bit more like that a bit more honest a bit less tribal try to be mindful of when I'm becoming susceptible to ideology and the attraction of the tribe and I'd like to send another warning to you about the tribalism because when you're tribalized you stop thinking as an individual and You get angry and you get emotional and you can get radicalized and then it's easier f to do the bidding of whoever is influencing your tribalization. On the left, for example, they create this image of constant class warfare. It's basically neo-Marxism and it whips people into a panic and they all start being affected by this group psychology and then they all start acting in one way. So it's quite easy to manipulate them and certainly easy to get these people to vote when they're all feeling a certain way and they're scared. And then, yeah, on the right, constant threat of everything's going to fail, everything's going to, society's going to crumble, communism's coming and stuff like that. People get scared. And then they just start acting how the politicians and the mainstream media want them to act. And I think this is the real danger because when we're bickering, our heads are down here and we're not focusing on the greater picture, which is we need to get along if we're going to make things better. We need to love one another. And if we don't, countries like China who don't, pump counter-propaganda to their own political ideology constantly into their populace through movies and mainstream media are going to usurp us in the end. Because right now, America are fighting with each other all the time. And I think tribalism could be the end of America and therefore world freedom. So I wish people could be a little bit less tribal and I'm going to make the effort to do that myself. So here I am, released from the digital gulag. I've realized how dangerous censorship is more than ever. 
sending you a warning and I've also realized how tribalized we are and I tried to stay away from the whole political scene and I felt much better for it so I think the remedy to this is to get outside be sociable don't allow them to use coronavirus as an excuse to further radicalize you and scare you as long as you're not breaking the law I say go out and socialize and meet people and get the nuance and get the humanity and even maybe get some spirituality from the people around you and that can help alleviate some of this this tribal malaise that the world is currently suffering facilitated in part by big tech so there you go i'm out the digital gulag hello people christmas was good i didn't really do anything uh, it's just mainly an online Christmas for me, just sending millions of messages, sending well wishes. I made some welfare chicken. I got my two kilogram bag of welfare chicken from the Japanese kind of wholesale supermarket known as Hanamasa. And I roasted that. And that's as close to Turkey as I got. But in Japan, people posting pictures of chicken on Instagram writing, Kurismasu chicken. It's a thing over here. I've been here 12 years. I have now succumbed to the chicken cult of Japan. Abstained from the turkey because it's fucking hard to get. And I just had some shitty chicken. But it was actually pretty good, all things considered. I am very grateful. And the next day was a DJ event. That was fucking awesome. Really good. Loads of buzz there. I'll tell you what, it's getting harder and harder to talk about my love life on this show. There's just so many chicks out there. I'm still single. But it's getting harder and harder to be single. And I told myself last time I got hooked up, about four or five years ago, when I'm on a roll, I'm not getting hooked up. I'm going to ride that wave and enjoy it. I wonder if I can do it this time. Or I'm going to fall off my surfboard and get munched by a shark, a.k.a. get into a relationship. It's time to ruin my life again. Come on, ladies. Come and have a go. So that's kind of that's kind of going on. And it's exciting. It's exciting getting out there, being sociable, a bit of romance. I like it. So in light of everything I've just said about being locked away because of coronavirus and looking at everything through the, the big tech filter, which is a distortion of reality. It's a very political distortion. Actually getting out there and just fucking living your life is the answer. I honestly feel that the more we kind of delve into this world of big tech, just the worse it is for our spirit and our health, physical and mental, and fucking God forbid when the metaverse comes along. But, but, but one of the chicks I like, she's well into that shit. So I guess she shows me the other side to it. So I will, I will be hearing about the metaverse from someone who's quite, quite into it and isn't biased against it. So I guess I'm in a good place uh, going forward. I'm not going to be tribal as much as before and I'm going to try not to get sucked into a bubble mate so that's pretty much it I want to say massive thank you to people who donated if you're just joining me I am Jordi Masca and I'm discussing my spiritual awakening in the YouTube gulag the ULAG. But if you've been watching from the beginning, stop your grinning and drop your linen, donate some cash, and let's keep winning. Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Massacre. The more you donate, the more of these videos you're going to get. We had $200 of donations. I'm well happy about that. So fucking happy. I just saw it today. Man, I'm super, super pleased. I'm really, really super grateful. Elrich and Kat donated $150. Merry Christmas. Jim Morrison's Bathtub donated $50. Merry Christmas. Wintin 1080 donated $50. Please use this wisely or not. 
are not impede on your freedom. Axon Oil Can donate $12. No problems watching your videos on Rumble. Here are the $12 of Christmas to celebrate. Hell yeah. Chris Campbell donated $20. Well, this is unprecedented. The end of the year approaches and still my prestigious favorite new channel, Discovery of the Year, has yet to find any superior to that of 2020. We'll have to check if the rules allow a repeat award to the same recipient. That is very eloquent, Mr. Campbell. Thank you very much. So that really made my day. Now, Ellie from Elrich and Cat, we chat on Telegram a lot, and he fixed my arcade. So I opened it up, and it looks like a fuck. It looks like a, a Terminator T800 inside that thing. Wires fucking up the wazoo, going everywhere. I used the YouTube a bit to put it together, and. It basically wasn't fucking working. So I spoke to him. I cut a shitload of wires, soldered them together, heat shrunk them and stuff. The power supply still wasn't coming on. He goes, okay, take this cord. It looks like fucking like a spaghetti bowl at Pride Month. All these colors, different cables fucking going everywhere. And he goes, stick a safety pin in the green wire and attach it to the hole number 14. What? I thought, he doesn't fucking, that can't fucking work did that the arcade came on then the buttons weren't working we chatted more back and forth eventually we got it working it was a fucking nightmare but ellie and cat elrich what a fucking genius he knows his physics he fixed my arcade and he donated massively that gives me huge faith in the human race we barely know each other yet he's sacrificed his time energy and money to just give it to give it to me and i'm going to take that time energy and money and i'm going to put it to good use and I'm going to make it blossom into something even greater from whence it came. See, sharing, we can make a positive feedback loop and we can make a net positive. Can we not? I have been Jody Masker. And I'll tell you what, mates, you better be back for the next episode. Otherwise, I'll be coming around your house. Please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell because that is what all those other cunts tell you to do. Layers.